Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hi, ladies, and welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Jessie Salee, and I am so excited to be with you today because we are starting an, an episode series of three episodes, one where um, I just introduced this today, and two other episodes where I have special guests with me leading up to an event that we are having on September 15th, 2022 here at Entourage at 7 p.m. And what that event is and what we will be talking about on the podcast is about motherhood and women wanting to become mothers. We're going to do something that we've never done before. We're going to host a prayer shower and we are inviting all women on September 15th who are wanting to conceive and have not yet had children or who want more children and they're in that waiting period or they're seeking more children via fostering and adoption, we want to shower you women with prayer and we want to write your name down on paper and partner with you in prayer for the reward for the fruit of marriage, labor, and love. And um, I just can't help but think of Habakkuk too when... Um, God tells Habakkuk, write the vision, vision down and, and run after it. Run after it. And even if it tarries, wait on it. And that always confused me to run after something that you're supposed to wait on, even though it's not there. And, and I truly believe what God meant in that is you know what the vision is and you run toward it. And even though it takes time, you still have to run toward that, even though it takes time to get there. And um, I just truly believe that the Lord wants us for God to be our vision. He wants us to have our eyes only on the Lord, to just be so in sync and such imitators of Christ that all we do is live a life to him, abiding in him, like John 15 says, and we bear much fruit. So September 15th, we're having a prayer shower. And there, the information will be in the show notes. You can find the event on our Facebook page and on the Entourage website. But today I wanted to share a little bit about my motherhood journey and where I am currently and, and how I'm excited to just get to love on you women and write down the vision, write down the children we want, write down our names um, of the women who wish to be mothers or wish to mother more children. I've had certain words spoken over me before that kind of haunt me and excite me. Um, within the year, a couple of women told me that I'd be a mother of nations. And I remember being little and singing that familiar song, Jesus loves the little children. <laughs> and I remember thinking whenever it got to red and yellow, black and white, they're precious in his sight, thinking, 
that red, yellow, black, and white children, I'll have one of each. I I just thought that song was personally me, like Jesse loves the little children, like Jesus does. And I could just imagine myself having a red, yellow, black, and white baby always. And currently, right now, I am happily married to my amazing husband, Jed, of currently seven years. And we have a two-year-old daughter. Her name is Sage, and she's phenomenal. And uh, in college in 2014, the Lord quickened in my spirit when my BCM director uh, said that, you know, everybody wants to have a boy first because they like the idea of a big brother. But he said having a girl first is highly um, underrated because girls are copies of little mamas. They're very independent. Uh, they do a lot of things. They love they love on people and take care of people. It's in their nature because they just want to emulate being a mom one day. And as soon as, as soon as he said that, I just partnered with it. And there's something in my spirit where I just partnered with the Lord and said, Lord, I'm going to have a girl first. When I become an, a mom, not if I become a mom, but when I become a mom, I'm going to have a girl first. And then a couple of years later, I got married to Jed. I met him at the BCM, so that was convenient. <laughs> we led worship together, and that, that's the Baptist Collegiate Ministries, what it stands for at the college we went to here in Durant at Southeastern Oklahoma. And um, just as time passed by, I just kind of waited on the Lord. And it wasn't until we were five years into marriage whenever we had Sage and, and she's our first and only currently. And even in our wedding vows, I, I said that I wanted a basketball team of kids, <laughs> that I wanted six. And now I told Jed that I'd, four is fine and we'll count him and I and we'll make up the basketball team. Except I might be tall, but I'm not good at basketball. So maybe we just need six, Jed. Maybe, maybe we just need six kids. But um, between college and then, I, I knew that I wanted to name our first girl Sage. And luckily, Jed loved it too. And her name is Sage Kelly. My mom's name is Kelly. And Sage for a wise sage, like the sages like King Solomon, who are wise counsel. Yes, I love flowers and grow flowers. But no, she's not named after the herb or a sage flower. Um, she is named Sage because I know that the Lord has put his hand on her as the wise counsel over her siblings that will come and um it took us a while just to have her and Jed and I didn't prevent having kids for a few years and we just never got pregnant started to wonder about that close to that five-year mark of our marriage and I remember getting my oil changed it was November 2019 it was my favorite weather I was just at Walmart in the waiting room reading something, enjoying that quiet time, you know, in a busy life, whenever you really enjoy getting your oil changed, just because, because it forces you to, uh, actually have a second. And, and I was just eating it up. And, uh, I remember two little black boys were in that room. They had to have been like, like ages four ish and seven ish. And I ended up putting my book down and playing with them. And I just had such a great time they were with like a grandfather figure and it was just so nice to love on strangers and them love on me. And, uh, whenever my oil change was done, 
I totally remember just getting in my car and hearing the Holy Spirit say to me after I've just been questioning, will we have kids, Lord? Will we have kids of our own? Do Jed and I have issues? Are we going to need to look into stuff? We've we've been married four and a half years. Uh, can we have kids? I just remember the Holy Spirit telling me, Jesse, whether you have your own kids or not, you would love kids that you didn't birth just as much as your own. And I thought about those two little black boys, and I just remember bawling my eyes out and just telling the Lord, thank you. Thank you so much, Father, for clearing that up in my mind. And and to this day, we haven't fostered or adopted yet, but I, I just know I have this heart and this mother of nations heart to just love. I just love image bearers in Christ. We are image bearers in the Lord. And it really doesn't matter if if our children look like us or act like us. Do we know that they are image bearers in the Lord and what he put inside of them? And do we encourage that? And those two boys that I fell in love with in, in 30 minutes getting an oil change uh, corrected my heart to know no matter what happened in the future, um, I would love the children that the Lord gave Jed and I. Well, after that, I decided I was starving. <laughs> it was about one o'clock in the afternoon. I went to get some Mexican food. My face was blotchy. The The guy only spoke Spanish at the uh, restaurant who was serving. And he looked at my face and he's like, are you okay? <laughs> that was the only English he could say. So I spoke to him in Spanish because that's my major. And he was kind of shocked because the white girl can speak Spanish. But he was more shocked that that looked like I was crying. And I ended up getting free chips and uh, queso from it. So, um, anyways, that was just a good random bit you got there. That was free. But come to find out, I was getting my oil changed for Jed and I to go to Arkansas on a long weekend vacation. Uh, we didn't have too much money, but we lived below our means. And we just started falling in love with Arkansas. That was the second time we went together. We drive because it was really close to Oklahoma, and it was beautiful in the fall, and that was just a season we enjoy together and a good time to ask off between the crazy of summer and the crazy of holidays. And I remember missing my period during that time and thinking, huh, no, I literally thought nothing of it, which sounds so funny, but I really was just so naive in where the Lord had us, and I've never been pregnant before, so I really just didn't know I was pregnant. Got home. It was like two days after when I realized I should take a pregnancy test and come to find out I was, in fact, pregnant with Sage, November 2019. So the Lord has quickened that in my heart to just love, have a love for children, no matter who. But I was already pregnant with my first girl whenever he gave me that word. That was very special. But fast forward to now, um, Sage turned to July 9th this year, 2022. And, uh, you know, I want a basketball team. And, and you got you to gotta keep having kids to reach that number. 
So after like the doctor gave a green light at six months to um, you could have more kids if you want. I was just ready. I was just ready for more kids, not asking the Lord, not waiting on the Lord in his goodness. And I just uh, basically turned off what what the Lord was telling me in our season. And I just was ready to have more kids and more kids hasn't come yet. And so it has been over two years. It's been about two year mark since we started trying again. And, um, and I've in, in the, in the long run, I guess, or in hindsight, two years doesn't seem too long relatively to, um, friends that I know that have never conceived and are still waiting and some friends that I know that have conceived and have waited longer uh, but it's long enough for me to have doubted the Lord to have doubted the promise he put even in my daughter's name to be the wise oldest sister over siblings I put doubt on my age I am currently 30 and in a physical world and with all the doctor giving you medical fear and medical facts that can allow fear if I partner with it to say oh I could have a geriatric pregnancy if I wait too long and I could have more complications if I wait too long and I just gotta get after it um but to this day I'm still not pregnant yet with another kid and um so here I am currently if you backtrack a little bit in the beginning of 2022, the Lord told me to carry women in his hand. And the Lord defined a word for me in that time. And that word was abundance. And he told me abundance is living open-handed. Not just being able to give, but being able to receive. Because I learned that as I read the Bible, and I hear the Lord's voice and I hear his heart. He tells me he doesn't want to bless me individually alone. He doesn't want to stop there. He can't stop there. That's not enough. He's too good. He's too abundant. His character is only abundance. God created you. He created me. He created every person on this earth. He created the earth. He created the universe. In life, that is him. Life is him. Separate from him is death. There's nothing else. And so from the character of God and who he is, he can't do anything but give and give in abundance. And I just sit in his abundance and I think, what does that even mean? Being placed in your hands and being open-handed. Um, and he just really told me that his bride that he loves is the church as a whole. It's not just me and it's not just about me. It's not just about my problems, but it is about his bride to the bridegroom. And that is the church as a whole. So if I lack, there is there are people in my church, in his bride that lifts me up and puts me back together. And if my hands are not open to receive the love that they can lavish on me like God gives, then I will not be able to receive it. But if I close my hand to receive it and try to keep it, I'll lose it. Um, because the life which you want to keep, you'll lose. And the life that you lose for the Lord, you will keep. And I just remember um, just settling into, okay, Lord, if I lack something, you're telling me 
that because I am part of the bride, I will live in abundance. He said, yes. And, and he also told me that if I am abundant in a season and somebody lacks, I get to be with the open hand that I live in. I get to be the giver in that circumstance. And I just want to read to you women really quick before we go back into motherhood and those wanting to be moms. I want to read Deuteronomy 28 to you and tell you what I mean, because this is a blessing from the Lord. This is when the Lord is talking about what his Israel is supposed to look like, what his chosen people look like when they obey him. Verse one says, now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord, your, your God, be careful to do all his commandments, which, which I command you today. The Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And before I proceed, I just want to talk about um, something really quick. And it is just the love of God. The first commandment in the Bible is you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then you shall have no other gods before him. And... um. There's just something so beautiful as I have felt this transition in my life between knowing of God and being in relationship with him. And as I just think of this first verse when it says, you shall diligently obey the Lord your God, I just want to pause and make sure that your hearts are softened to the Lord, everyone who's listening, and that when you hear those words, you don't hear them as a commandment. Um, of a father per se, but you hear them as um, boundaries that keep you safe in his love. And what I mean by that is like the likeness of a marriage. When you get married, if you are married, or if you've just seen other people, you'll understand. But when you get married, you have a crowd of witnesses around you. You have a pastor that, um, that confirms it. And then you make a covenant where you leave your where you leave your family home that you grew up and you cleave to your husband and in that covenant it says you don't break it you stay faithful to each other and you don't commit adultery and have eyes for anything else or any one else uh, you don't leave you leave your family for a different name you leave the name that you grew up with and you make a new name for yourself with your spouse and if you follow those rules, those boundaries that keep you safe in that marriage, your marriage is blessed and you are rewarded. Well, I just want you to put that into, into this context. And I just want you to think about the relationship you have with somebody in order to enter a covenant that says, I will forsake everything else for this love. You know, whenever you date somebody and um, you like this person, and then you get to know each other more, your relationship grows closer, and then you transition into a love where it just makes you giddy, it makes you excited, and you say the words, I love you. And it is not because you know about this person, but it's because this person has been made known to you. And there's a depth to this that um, where these words add weight, and that turns into eventually marriage. Well, whenever I talk about this blessing from the Lord and diligently obeying the Lord, I just want you to feel 
the love of God. And I want you to know the Lord so much that your relationship has grown in a way that when you say, I love you to the Lord, to God, whenever you praise that in the song, goodness of God, if you sing that song from Bethel, whenever you sing that to the Lord, say that to the Lord, does that bear more weight than saying, I love you to my husband, to, to children, to my child personally, to other people, to my parents, to my family, to my friends, Does it bear that weight? And in the weight of love from the Lord in that relationship with him, do you enter this covenant where he is ruler, reign above all, over all in your life? And if so, when you enter that covenant, do you do well to live within the confines and the protection of him by obeying him and only him and not leaving him or forsaking him for anything other than him. Because anything other than him is less than. If you do anything for yourself, if you do your thing, anything for the sake of others outside of through the love of the Lord, it will be in vain. And so verse 1, if you diligently obey, the Lord will set you high above nations. He's saying, If you commit yourself to me, I'll commit myself to you. And the way I commit myself to you is what? In abundance. I set you over everything. You are in charge of it all. Verse 2. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your beasts, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Verse five, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you when you come in and blessed shall be you when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and they will flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself as he swore to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Verse 10, so shall the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beast and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouses, the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. He will only be above and you will not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today to the right or to the left or go to other gods and serve them. And then he talks about the consequences if you do not do that. But I just, uh, it's so rich. And did you catch 
that he was saying, verse 9, he will establish you as a holy people to himself. And I just feel like growing up most of my life, whenever I read the Bible, I was reading it for myself, for what I could get from the Lord. What could I get? Like verse First Tim- Timothy verse uh, 6, verse 5 talks about just... The knowledge of godliness is not good enough, but verse verse 6, godliness with contentment is good. What does that mean? The relationship, your relationship with God, that contentment with being with God is of much gain. But just the behavior or the act of godliness is in vain if you're just seeking out God's blessing without the relationship of God. And how God blesses is as his people, his bride. He gives us an abundance because we have each other. And if we're trying to build our own towers with our own families and in our own ways, we will, one, go in vain and we will severely lack because we can't do anything on our own, not not forever at least. Even if we have a cushiony life in this life, it will go in vain and it will not set things into eternity. So I just say all this, um, at the beginning of of this series to just tell you ladies that that a relationship with the Lord open-handed brings abundance it brings abundance in all aspects of your life but specifically what I'm focusing on in this moment in this time is that God abundantly blesses your womb he blesses he blesses you, and I want to partner with you, and I want to implore with you that your relationship with the Lord is what has to be corrected and solidified and stand firm for us to go forward to bless you with children, and I want to invite you um, to do something that I'm going to be doing September 15th at 7 p.m. here at the Entourage um, Chapel, on Ark Chapel at 1104 West Alabama, and that is to write your name down as a vision from the Lord that you will be blessed. You will be a blessed woman of the Lord. You will conceive. You will have more children. In my case, more children. Uh, In your case, it might be you've never had children and you want to conceive or you want to write down your daughter's name because she hasn't conceived and you want to believe for her or you want to adopt or you want to foster. I want you to write your name down. We want to lavish you in prayer. We want to fortify you in the Lord, and we want to mark your name off when he has shown the fruit of his promise on earth side for you to have children, and we want to rise as his bride. We want to be in this together. We want to rise up and call you blessed, and we want to lavish you with his goodness open-handed because the Lord doesn't give us out of lack. And we also want to hold you in that tension that tension in that time that you've been in where you haven't had children, where you haven't bore that reward from your marriage and where you haven't had fruit specifically from your womb. And and we just want to stay there in that tension with you and hold you like the Lord does. And we just want to set on the high places with the Lord because like Psalm 91 says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So we want to rest in high places with you. We want to go above, like uh, Deuteronomy 28.1 said, the Lord will set us above, high above all nations on earth if we diligently obey him, if we put nothing else 
but him in front of us. So I just love you. I want to pray over you. And I just thank you uh, for listening. I pray that this blesses you and encourages you. And uh, let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your abundance. Thank you that the only way you can give is abundantly. And if there's any place where we have lack or where we've quenched the Holy Spirit or where we have not trusted or believed in your bride because of unfaithfulness from somebody or distrust from somebody, Father, I just pray um, that you restore your bride, that you restore your Israel, that you restore your people, and that their storehouses, that their uh, resources, that their produce, and that their children are blessed and abundant, Father. I pray uh, in the confidence of the women to have a peace that need to come September 15th, that you bring them, you bring them, Father, to the place where your name dwells, and may there be restoration, healing, and fruit that is born on earth side. Father, we believe for these children. We believe in your goodness, and we believe that we will check off every name that writes their name down that evening. Father, we love you so much, and we thank you for your goodness and your grace. In your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 